the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Abraham Lincoln warned that the philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next. Would you like to know what's being taught in today's classrooms? Welcome to Say What? with attorney Mark Schneider and Pastor George Roska Jr. They'll explore the issues facing children, parents, and society as a result of the public schools and the forces behind them. Say What? is the radio program of Protect Our Kids, which seeks to inform and equip concerned citizens about the looming crisis in American education. So listen in as your hosts, Mark Schneider and George Roska Jr., unpack the issues and organizations affecting our children. And now here's your hosts, Mark Schneider and George Roska Jr. Hello everyone, I'm George Roska. And I'm Mark Schneider. And we want to welcome you to today's episode 49 of Say What? Where we talk about the threats to our children in the public school system, including the war that is being waged against parents and our rights. That's right, George. Uh, Parents have become the hot topic of gubernatorial races. The National School Board Association's debacle of calling parents domestic terrorists. And more recently, even the President of the United States is taking his side in this war. Can you guess which side? Mm, Drumroll, please. We will hear about that later. Because today we want to look at two laws in two separate states in the state of Florida and in the state of Virginia uh, that, you know, these legislatures are doing the hard work of protecting children by enshrining uh, and ensuring that parental rights are not being violated. But then we will also look uh, and juxtapose another state, the state of Washington, that does not encourage parental rights. So, Mark, I have a big question as a parent. Um, where do my rights come from and, and who protects those rights and where are they enshrined? Well, ultimately, of course, your rights come from God because mm-hmm. you were created a Mago Day in the image of God. And uh, as a result of that, all of us um, have certain unalienable rights, which fortunately our founders um, understood very well when they wrote the Declaration of Independence. They said, you know, we come from our creator with certain unalienable rights, uh, including the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But they further instantiated those rights in our Constitution, Mm -hmm. um, in what we know as the Bill of Rights. And it's kind of interesting, George. Um, When the Constitution was written, there was a lot of um, debate about whether they should even include a Bill of Rights. Mm -hmm. The thinking being, look, we already have rights. As soon as you enumerate or list certain rights, people are going to think whatever is not listed there are not rights. Mm. And so that debate swung back and forth. But fortunately, I think they did the right thing, uh, not trusting government and uh, writing down what those rights are. I can't, I can't imagine if we wouldn't have a First Amendment today. 
Well, you know, there are some Western countries, uh, particularly our neighbors to the north, yeah. that do not have a First Amendment. And we've seen the um, what's happened there in terms of their personal liberties in the last few months. It's yeah. been very scary to watch. But no, we have um, not only our God-given rights, but they're uh, memorialized in our Constitution. And our courts uh, have interpreted those rights to give us certain protections both as individuals and as parents of children. So, Mark, in the 14th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, uh, and I quote a very short sentence, it says that the state shall not deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. And now this due process clause and the word liberty in the due process clause is where the courts in the past have consistently upheld a parent's right. They have. In fact, uh, the 14th Amendment, um, it's it's one of the longer amendments uh, and includes this due process of law provision. But it also um, recognizes this uh, this thing called fundamental rights, fundamental liberties. And our courts um, have understood those. One of the, the most important ones is for a parent to control the upbringing of their children. And that right is found under the 14th Amendment. And, George, these decisions go back a long ways. Uh, It's also interesting, though, um, you know, our Constitution was ratified in 1788. And for many, many, many decades, this was not even a controversy. Yeah. Where do parents' rights come from? Mm -hmm. It was just assumed. It was never adjudicated or litigated. It was only in the 20th century where modernity started to step in, where all of a sudden this became an issue. But uh, the court wisely, going back to uh, Meyer versus Nebraska, this goes back to 1923, the court said, no, our Constitution guarantees that parents have certain fundamental rights, among which are to establish a home, to bring up children, and to control the education of their own children. And this um, this right was further written about in an opinion, more recent opinion, in the in the Troxel case. Yeah. So all of these parents, it's critical for us to understand, because as we start looking at what these laws in uh, Florida and in Virginia are starting to talk about, it's basically just further um, clarifying, you know, uh, on the precedent of these uh, um, U.S. Supreme Court cases, but also going right back to the 14th Amendment of our Constitution. So parents, please be aware of that. Don't allow any public school just to trample over your rights. Um, and so this is where we're also going to bring in uh, President Biden's reaction to these laws as well. Because, um, I I mean, if, if I'm a parent anywhere in the United States, I don't care if you're independent, Republican, Democrat. This comment should scare you when it comes from a sitting president. Um, so... Recently in Florida, we have SB 1834, which is a parental rights in education bill. And I'm just going to go real quickly over the the few things that it just enumerates here. So it provides for additional requirements for skilled school districts to notify parents if there is a change in their student services or monitoring in relation to their students' mental, emotional, or physical health. 
Now, the background of why this kind of bill was even proposed is the Little John family out of Florida. We discussed them like maybe about, I don't know, four or five, six podcast episodes Mm -hmm. ago, uh, and we highlighted their case. Uh, But basically, as I read all of these things, you're going to get why uh, this all relates to the Little John family. The bill would require the school district adopt procedures that reinforce the fundamental right of parents to make decisions regarding the upbringing and control of their children. This sounds like they're quoting the 1923 Nebraska case, right? Yeah, because they are. <laughs> they are. <laughs> and it says the procedures must require school district personnel to encourage a student to discuss issues relating to his or her well-being with his or her parent or to seek permission to discuss or facilitate discussion of the issue with the parent. Additionally, the procedures must comply with the rights of parents in accessing their students' educational records that are created, maintained, or used by public educational institutions. So what happened in the Little John case? Basically, their child started receiving mental health services at school where their child disclosed that he or she is no longer the gender of their biological sex. And as that child started going through the social transitioning, the different, the different pronouns, the, all of that, the different name at school, the school and the school district basically hid all yeah, of that. They from, closed ranks. Yeah. So it's crazy to think that we have to go back to case law, back to our Constitution, and write in such minute detail to our teachers that this is what parents' rights actually looks like in practice. Yeah, as you were reading this, George, I was thinking to myself, well, this is a lot of words, and actually the the legislation itself probably has more words, but this is what happens to a society that sort of loses common sense. You know, what used to be clearly understood now, including the fundamental rights of parents to understand what's happening with their children needs to be articulated in great detail. Otherwise, people are going to abuse it, including the public school system. Yeah. And one of the last things this bill does, and this is why President Biden chimed in, the bill prohibits a school district from encouraging classroom discussion about sexual orientation or gender identity in primary grade levels or in a matter that is not age appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students. Good for the Floridians. Yes. And here comes President Biden uh, to the attack. So the White House actually posted a tweet. February 8th, and it says, Today, conservative politicians in Florida advance legislation designed to attack LGBTQI plus kids. Now, right off the bat, parents, I want to point out the discriminatory nature of the White House's own Twitter post because they only limited it to LGBTQI. They forgot the AAP2 plus everything else. So, Automatically, they're being very discriminatory. Instead of making growing up harder for young kids, (laughs) it says at POTUS is focused on keeping schools open and supporting students' mental health. And then President Biden takes this tweet 
or somebody else probably on on his behalf and reposts it and he adds on his own commentary saying i want every member of the lgbtqi plus community especially the kids who will be impacted by this hateful bill to know that they are loved and accepted just as you are i have your back and my administration will continue to fight for the protections and safety you deserve they use all this rhetoric of hate of safety of discrimination and yet what he is really telling you parents is he could care less about your rights about my rights Yeah, I mean, there's this old adage, you know, he who controls the issue controls the argument. And this goes back also, George, to sort of the language wars we've talked about in previous broadcasts, people redefining ideas and and terms. And that's sort of what's happening here. You know, the focus has shifted from the rights of parents to do their job, you know, to watch out for the best interests of their children and to want to know what's happening with them, particularly when it comes to controversial issues like gender identity and sexual orientation. And it's shifting it to, no, you're just a hater. Yeah. That, that's all this is about. It You're a hater and we have to get rid of this. Well, we have another great success story in Virginia, and Virginia is just like that gift that keeps on giving from Glenn Yonkin's recent win. Uh, Senate Bill 656, the bill cleared the House of Delegates um, by a 52-46 party vote, um, and it cleared the Senate because two Republicans ended up joining um, the, to support it, so it cleared it 2018. And here it is, what they state is that It requires the Department of Education to develop no later than July 31st of 2022 model policies and each local school board to adopt these policies no later than January 1st to 2023. And it's policies for ensuring parental notification of any instructional material that includes sexually explicit content. Wow, what a simple idea. Number one, ensuring parental notification. Number two, directly identifying the specific instructional material and sexually explicit subjects. So this is really, really good here, parents. Because if you're like me, I've been to my local school district and they just said, here is the curriculum. Review it if you want. And it's like hundreds of pages or hundreds of slides that you're going through trying to figure out where did they hide all of the crazy stuff. Um, and I've spent hours upon hours, day after day, you know, taking time off from work, having to go and uncover this. You know, in my last review, I actually wrote, a, a, it took me 10 pages of review that I sent to my school district superintendent. Mm. And it's been, I would say, almost a year now, and they still have not replied to any of my comments. So I'm very happy that they really, really were very specific here about directly identifying where is it being sexually uh, explicit and then permitting the parent of any student to review the instructional material. Um, this bill provides the local school board policy shall be consistent with but maybe more comprehensive than the model policies. So this is really good. It allows a local school district to take this even further uh, to want to be transparent with parents, right? That's that's not a bad thing. So um, they want to make sure that nobody's going to sue a local school district for going further to enshrine parental rights. Um, And so 
all of these kind of bills. There's multiple states. I just wanted to highlight these two uh, that are really trying to support parental rights. We have even President Biden himself coming out against them. You know, you have to wonder, George, if nothing's wrong with this material, why are they trying to cover it up? Why reasonably would anybody be against a law like this unless people were trying to hide something? Um, you know, education, unfortunately, in America is a government monopoly. Um, mm-hmm. While we do uh, have records in homeschooling and private schooling as a result of uh, the, the COVID virus over the last couple of years, still well over 90% of most of our K-12 through age children are going through a public school. And so the very fact that parents want to know what's going on with their children and yet school officials are trying to cover things up such that laws like these have to be passed yeah. is a statement in and of itself. And what a contrast, George, um, with Virginia and Florida to California, oh. um, where we have to be sitting right now. Um, where in 2015, the infamous Assembly Bill 329 was passed that mandated the teaching of these radical ideas in middle school and high school. And, of course, as we know, elementary schools can teach this stuff as well. It's what we call the the triple threat. Yeah. Um, And there, you know, it's like pulling teeth for parents to be notified, let alone, as you've just described, have access to actually looking at the materials that are being uh, indoctrinated to their, their their children. Yeah. Well, and, and Mark, you know, we bring up so many bad examples from California, so I, I wanted to not pick on my own state again today, so I chose another state. <laughs> <laughs> and we have another state. Uh, we have we? another state, and, and I hope parents from across the country that are listening to you know our podcast uh, are aware that it's not just in California. Uh, and so that's why I'm going to be choosing in the future more examples from other states. But here's the state of Washington, where teachers are being told to conceal gender from parents. So Talk about, you know, the teachers union trying to strip parents of their rights. Um, So the state's office of superintendent of public instruction, um, which is the main agency overseeing public education in the state of Washington, has a policy called gender inclusive schools. Um, And it's basically under uh, their communicating with families uh, section. And in this policy, uh, the agency warns that sometimes transgender students may not want their families to know that they are transgender or that they use a different name or pronoun and gender designation at school. So here's what you should be doing. Often, this is because they are concerned about a lack of familial acceptance, which could impact their safety and well-being at home. Look at how they just already frame the conversation. They're framing the issue. Yeah. School staff should not disclose information that may reveal a student's transgender status to others, including parents. Say what here? And other school staff, unless legally required to do so or unless the student has authorized such disclosure. This is crazy. They're giving the child the, these rights um, that, that don't belong to a child. Uh, they belong to a parent. And so this is this guideline applies from kindergarten to 12th grade. 
This is crazy. This is the danger of public schools acting in what we call loco parentis. They're taking the place of parents. It's Mm -hmm. what we call replacement parenting. And it comes in many different guises, including social and emotional learning, critical race theory, uh, sex and gender theory. All this stuff is pressed on kids without parents' notification or even knowledge. And, George, as we discussed early in the program here, this directly goes against parents constitutional rights as articulated Meyer versus Nebraska the famous Pierce case and other cases uh, uh, you know down through the history of our country but the price of liberty is eternal vigilance mm-hmm. so uh, parents should really listen to what we're talking about here because even if you're not in a state that these things uh, are 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 weighing against it's coming it's yep. coming you, you have to be aware of it So, parents, how do you become aware of it? How do you help others become aware of this issue? Uh, Well, here at POK, um, we try to help you and try to expose all of the things that are going on. Um, You can go to our website, www.protectourkidsnow.org. We've spoken in so many different places. Mark, you and I have probably spoken easily to over, you know, 50 uh, churches, uh, organizations over the last just two years alone. Um, But, you know, we try to go in and do all of these talks and you're hitting up, you know, anywhere between 100 to 700, 1,000 people at a time, depending on the size of the venue where we've spoken. Um, But there is something really cool right now on the horizon. There is. And there is a documentary that we got to be a part of uh, that is called Whose Children Are They? It will be in many theaters across America. I've, I think it's over 800 now that our marketing team has said uh, that it's being shown March 14th only. It's a one-day-only event. Uh, the producer is Rebecca Friedrichs with Four Kids in Country. We've talked about Rebecca quite a bit because she is the famous public school teacher of almost three decades here in Orange County, California, that sued the California Teachers Association, went all the way up to the Supreme Court, Pave the way for the Janus ruling in yes. 2018, yep. which freed not just teachers from uh, paying their dues uh, to the public unions, but also any public employee, any public service worker. Yeah. Um, so the movie is called Whose Children Are They? It's usually showing up at the 7 p.m. viewing in just about any um you know, any theater in America, um, go to whosechildrenarethey.com. Right on the front page, you will see the buy ticket button. When you click on the buy ticket button, you can either search by your city or by your zip code. Boom. And there's another reason for people to see this film, George. Hmm. It's because you are featured in it. Yay! And you're gonna, you're not only gonna hear George's, uh, wonderful resonant voice, you're actually gonna see his handsome face in the video. So, um, we really encourage you to take the time out. This is a one-time event. And please, uh, tell your neighbors, tell your friends, tell your family members, buy a ticket, go see this film. It'll be enlightening. Yeah. I should have had a different reaction. I should have said, say what? <laughs> Um, but you know, a lot of times your neighbors, your coworkers might not want to come to a certain event where there's going to be, you know, a boring speaker like us to talk about these issues, but they might want to go to the movies. Yeah. 
It's always fun going to the movies. You can get popcorn, too. You get popcorn, too. I hate popcorn, Mark. I don't know why. I just can't stand it. Well, I'll eat the popcorn that you don't like because <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but I do love a good vanilla ice cream. Oh, they're, while I I'm watch sure they movie. have that too. And they do. That's, that's my go-to. My wife and kids, they just rush to the popcorn, uh, line and I just go to no line to get my vanilla ice cream because well, nobody's go. there. Yeah. And the theaters are much nicer today than they used to be with the plush seats and everything. Oh. So parents, please, uh, take the time out of your busy schedule to go see this film. It'll, it'll be very worth it to you. Well, George, we've kind of run out of time for today. Um, thank you for joining us. Uh, please visit our website and we look forward to continuing the discussion the next time around. Take care, everybody. You've been listening to Say What, the radio ministry of Protect Our Kids, where they seek to inform and equip concerned citizens about the crisis in American public education and the forces working against our children. Join us at this same time every Saturday as attorney Mark Schneider and Pastor George Roska Jr. unpack the issues so that we can better safeguard our nation's children. For more information about this program or Protect Our Kids, email the show at info at protectourkidsnow.org. That's info at protectourkidsnow.org. And join Mark and George right here next week at this same time for another episode of Say What? Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 